may be seated. Someone sent me a blurb that we are presently in the second of 12 seasons that Ohio has. And I know we teach our children that there are four seasons, but they said Ohio actually has 12 seasons. And uh, I went down the list and I realized they're probably right. There's winter and there's full spring and then there's second winter and then the spring of deception and third winter and then the, you know, the pollinating of the trees and then actual wind spring and then summer and then hot, hot, hot and then false fall and then, you know, the second summer and then actual fall. And, and, go back into winter. So anyway, there's 12. And uh, so it probably will change this week. I know um, we, um, we know that there's a lot of seasons, but we're glad that all of you are here and we're thankful for <coughs> all of those that are uh, <coughs> watching online. I know we have several and we're we're thankful for all of you being in the house of the Lord. I, I'm, I really, uh, there's so many, many, many verses that I, I did not cover and, and will not try to cover when we talk about cleansing our soul's senses and using our five senses. I know uh, we have, uh, <clears throat> we, we looked that, uh, this this morning at our senses and we know what those senses are our taste our hearing our sight uh, the smell and touch is sort of being the last one and I, I I realize that a lot of ways that you can look at sight and how it's the window to the soul brings into the imaginations and you see something and you find it will change your thinking and and uh, your your sight and then your mouth, of course, and the taste and there's the reasoning and, and how we need to pray. And we sang a song tonight about sing a little louder, you know, in the presence of my enemy, sing a little louder. Maybe if you can remember back that far, you know, I... We had a, we lived in an old house in Illinois when I was a child and it had one bathroom and it was downstairs and our bedrooms were upstairs and if you woke up in the middle of the night, you had to walk downstairs and walk through a couple rooms before you could find the bathroom and I would find myself talking out loud, you know, to whomever was there trying to give myself courage. I don't want to, you know, okay, I'm coming down the stairs now. If you're in here, leave. You know, I don't know if my parents ever heard me. I never asked them if I, if they woke up to me uh, singing a little louder. I uh, wasn't singing, but uh, talking a little louder, mouthing out. And uh, you know, sometimes you have to do that. You have to pray a little louder. You have to sing a little louder. You have to, when you're in the midst of what you're going through, Lord, I, you know, I need relief. I need you to help. You may say, well, 
I don't want to do that. Well, there's, there's some benefit to all of that, and that is that sense of reasoning with yourself and then smelling and that, the powerful sense of smell and our conscience and how things don't smell right. And I, I know it's hard to understand. And uh, for those of you who have uh, young people that you are around that are 10, 11, 12, teen, 13, 14, 15, you know, there's something about a parent, a grandparent, they smell something sometimes. Because if you remember that verse was that uh, it says, the Lord shall make you a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, that respect of God. And you can almost smell disrespect. Now, I know sometimes we get it wrong, but, you know, they just say, all I did was ask why. All I did was say, Tell, can you explain that? But there was something about the smell of that. The way, amen? It didn't smell like you were just asking why. It smelled a little disrespectful. It smelled like you didn't have a lot of reverence in your heart. Maybe, do you, anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, and, and I know that the children, they go, no, that's not fair, and you know, you shouldn't say that. And I, I get it. That's one of those soul senses, and, and we have to, you know, how do you do that? Your conscience is that sense of putting your faith and trust in God and trying to recognize who God is and what God has done for you and making yourself accountable to God. And then we talked about hearing and memory and how, you know, you hear uh, those wonderful, you know, songs and they can stick with you and, you know, you can remember them. And, and there were numerous times that, you know, that... Um, in fact, I know, you know, that there was a death of a, a, a country western, Toby Keith, that died, and, and there was a song that he sung after kind of COVID, it seems like it came out, that, you know, the military wanted, you know, to, him to be there and sing that song and talk about, you know, that song. And there have been, all through history, you know, there's that sense of a song and and having a song and being able to talk about, you know, that, you know, this is going to lead us into battle, whether it's the, the, the beat of the war drums or whatever, that sense of hearing and, and yet how important it is to guard what we hear and to know what we're listening to and to have uh, the realization that, you know, uh, what we hear can uh, impact how we feel and how we think and you know if you hear negativity and if you hear things that are uh, you know negative report and a bad report and if you hear people talking about how bad everything is and you hear people talking about how this is going wrong and that's going wrong you know immediately it becomes ingrained in our memory and our heart and our emotions and I know this week <clears throat> there was a whole controversy because some report that came out on President Biden that said he's an old, you know, tottery, forgetful man. And man, oh, the White House was having a fit because they didn't want you to hear that part of the report. 
Why? Because it might impact the way you feel about him. Now, I'm not, I, I didn't write it. I didn't say it. It was in the, the report. But, you know, that's where, you know, and I, I understand speaking a word of faith and trying to have the respect and honor of God. And so we're down to the last one, the hearing, now the seeing, the smelling, the tasting, and now the touching. And that touch is uh, feeling, you know, and, and in reality, a touch is one of those things that sometimes we can often, you know, ignore. In fact, probably most of you that are in here tonight have not thought about how your clothes were touching your shoulders or how they touched your elbows. And yet, as I talk about, you know, the clothes that are touching your knees, it, all of a sudden you go, oh yeah, they are. I, I hadn't thought about that, and yet I'm being touched all the time. Maybe you don't think about your glasses, and you know, and you kind of ignore them. And I, I have to confess, there have been a few times that I have found myself, you know, looking for my glasses. And I, I, I can feel where they are now, but after I've put them up there a while, huh? Maybe y'all have never done that. Maybe it's my senility or something. I don't know what you want to say about it, but uh, that, that sense of touch and, you know, you, 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 know, you, you sit and you, you may not even notice, oh, wow, that, that touch. Uh, because our bodies are, are used to pressure and, and a sense of temperature. And, and, you know, possibly if you've sat next to someone or you've been near, you know, and, it, and you find your hips getting hot or your sides getting hot. And before long, it's like, ooh, I got to get up. Well, it's been probably the same temperature for a long time, but now it just comes into the forefront. And so what is it about the touch? Well, that is the easiest one probably to, to kind of look at because it, in our soul, it's what do I feel? What are my affections? What, what, what do I love? What, what motivates me? And, and Jesus understood how important it was because he said there's going to be one way we're going to know if you're my disciple. And what is that way? How you love one another. Not going to be known as my disciples by how many miracles, by whether you can feed 5,000, by whether you can give to the poor, by whether you, what you can do as far as build a church, but by your love one for another, by how moved you are by <clears throat> individuals, how much you love. Now you say, well, pastor, you don't understand. I, I get it. It is not, uh, it, it's easy to get those affections burned and, you know, to try to be kind and loving and then all of a sudden be, maybe feel like you've been taken advantage of. And I, I understand that's never a, a fun thing. But yet 
the Bible, wrote, Paul wrote to the Romans and he said that there are actually people that have vile affections. They, they have affections that are, in one sense, they are not even, they're vile. And, and he told Timothy that there would be in the last days people that love themselves without natural affection. Now, what are you meaning? That we see today that the one, you know, it's all about me. I take a selfie. It's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about how is this going to impact me. It's all about how am I going to be benefit. And, you know, tell me what is it, you know. And we had years ago, uh, John F. Kennedy, you know, stood up and said, ask not what your country can do for you, but rather what can you do? or your country, and yet we're living in an hour no different than that was several years ago, if probably even worse, in that it's all about what does it do for me? What is the church doing for me? What is the body doing for me? What do those people do for me? What is it that it does for me? It's not about, you know, and, and we just finished a marriage conference, and if you bring that attitude in your marriage, you're going to have problems. With any relationship. Well, what are you going to do for me? Now, I took out the trash. What are you going to do for me? Well, I, I did that. What are you going to do for me? You know, people try to operate 50-50 and it never works. You've got to be 100% all in. Do everything you can for it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? That's why the Lord would say something about, I want you to love me not with just a part of your heart, not a part of your mind, not a part of your soul, not a part of your strength. I want you to love me with everything that's within you. Why? Because it's easy for me to love me. You know? And yet Jesus was so amazing that he would do, he was touching people all the time, physically touching them. And you can read scripture after scripture. In fact, he touched a leper. That was unclean. He touched children. He went into Simon Peter's mother-in-law and he laid his hand on her. He touched blind people. He touched, uh, you know, in the garden, he touched the servant's ear that had been cut off. He touched dead people. He touched his disciples. And I understand, I'm not, I know there are some people that, oh, you, see, you know, they want to touch everybody. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying, I'm not talking about being inappropriate and et cetera, et cetera. But it, we ought to be able to be touched and to touch. If there was ever an hour, you know, in fact, Hebrews, the fourth chapter, some powerful verses. It says, we have a high priest passed into heaven Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession for we have a high priest. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity. He didn't just say the infirmity, the feeling of it. He is touched by us. He considers our frame. I mean... My dad's got a patient in the basement and I've got one in the upstairs. I had to take his patient to the doctor on Friday and I said, now you get ready to run up and help my patient. He goes, oh my Lord. 
So I called David Guy. I said, you're going to have to get ready to come up and help our patients. <laughs> but what are you saying? You know, sometimes it's not enough just to say, well, be strong. <coughs> huh? Does it really touch me? Does it touch my heart? Does it touch my mind? I'm glad, you know, because that I know that Jesus is touched and moved. That's why he said we can come boldly into the throne of grace and find mercy because he knows, he considers, he knows how many hair, he considers our frame, he knows what we're going through. I'm thankful he's touched by me. I mean, I, I know. The governor of Ohio doesn't care. I mean, he, he hadn't checked on me one time this week. The president, past, present, no, they haven't checked on me. Imagine the God of creation that is moved with what I'm going through, you have to put that in your mind. You have to get that in your heart that the Lord knows where I am. You can go, I don't think the Lord cares about me. And that accuser voice will come at you. The Lord doesn't want, he doesn't care. He's not, that is the biggest lie from the pit of hell. The Lord is touched by the feeling of what I'm going through. He knows every trial. He knows every valley. He knows everything that I'm struggling with. You say, oh, but pastor, I don't feel, I don't feel all alone. I feel like, let me just tell you something. In this hour, we have real, we have realized that there is a try for a trial by the enemy to try to get us to worship something other than God. I want you to know he deserves my praise. He deserves my worship. He deserves everything that I give him. He's moved by that. That's why I in this hour of worshiping the works of their hands. And we know the devil tempted Jesus simply. He told him, he said, look, I, I'll give you anything you want. I'll give you anything you want. One condition, what? Fall down and worship me. Paul even talked about in Colossians the ability to get involved in what is called will worship. You know, I've got a strong will so I can worship that strong will. That's what I have and that's where I am. And yet we know <coughs> that he, Paul also wrote that they worship the creature more than the creator. So the key to all of those examples is worship. What are you saying? When you Get your affections set on anything other than God. It impacts your worship. Yeah, you know, I don't really feel like worshiping. I, I know. But how do you get them back in line? Is start worshiping. Start praising. Start clapping your hands. Start touching the Lord. Start, you say, Oh, I don't really like going to church. Man, you, that's when you need to be here clapping your hands. Like, I, don't, I, I don't know if I You need to work, raise your hand. What are you doing? I'm trying to get my affections back on things above. 
<coughs> whoa, <laughs> you know, we sang the song, the old song, reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. Well, if he wants me to jump, he'll knock me down. He'll make me, he'll, he'll, i just waiting on him. I'll sit here and wait. And I, I'll just wait. Let me tell you, you're going to wait a long time because he's not a bully. He's not going to force himself on you. And your affections can be for, you know, do you, do you, is every relationship that way? Well, when Ohio State coach calls me and invites me to watch their games, when the Kansas City Chiefs call me up and say, why don't you tune in tonight? Then I'll watch, but until, the, until they reach out to me, huh? Well, pastor, you're just a lunatic. But we treat God that way. When, when they reach out to me, then I'll... Oh, really? That's why that old song, I got to reach out and touch him. It's like the story of blind Bartimaeus, you know. <laughs> what? He's coming by. Lord, help me. Son of David, son of David, what are you doing? I'm trying to get his attention. You can sit in a service. You can sit in a church service week after week after week, and you can say, I never felt anything, or you can make up your mind, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. I am going to love the Lord. I am going to get some. I, it's not, I'm sorry, and that's what's so exciting in one sense, and I hate to, I, I hate to mention it, but that's what's really exciting about when, when our, our children are seeing and hearing other children getting baptized, getting the Holy Ghost, then you know what they want to say? Yeah. I want it. Yeah. And when Tegan said to me today, you know, I, I, I'm thinking I want to be baptized, and I said, great, not only that, you need to get the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it's up to her. To, she's got to reach out. Huh? I can't make her. But oh, when she reaches out, I'm here to tell you, the Lord will be ready to reach down to her. He is touched with the feeling of her, you know, and, and you say, well, you know, I don't do that, David. The Bible says worship with all his might before the ark. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He was not baptized in Jesus' name till his outer tunic fell off. Well, now you're just getting a little wild, and I know all you apostolics are a little nuts anyway. But you read in Psalms 22nd chapter, 29th chapter, 45th chapter, 66th chapter, 86th chapter, 96th chapter, 99th chapter, I could go on and on. I just stopped right there. I said, that's enough. But what is it? All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the kindred of all nations shall worship before me, thee. If there, I, I want to tell you, the Bible says 
that there will come a time yes. when every, every, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I want to do it without having yes. to be forced. I want to touch the Lord every service. If there was ever a, a mandate from heaven that, that we should say, Lord, I want to touch you. I, I am not, I do not want, I do not want to go a service. I don't want to go a day. I want to, when I get up in the morning, I want to reach out and touch the Lord. I don't want anything to stop me from touching him. Why? Because in this hour, there, you're some Thing is going to touch you, move you, motivate you. I want it to be the Lord, don't you? That's when you say, Lord, heal my affections. Get my mind back on what's most important. Get my heart, my emotions back on what's most important. <clears throat> I know, I, I know, we, we, we did a lot this week. And there were a lot of couples that were here. I hope somebody was blessed. We didn't do it so I would, you know, look at me, I'm awesome. We didn't do it so that they would go, look at the food, how wonderful. We didn't do it so that they would go, wow, what great childcare. Oh, what a wonderful packet in the hand. That's not why we did it. We wanted somebody to be touched, some marriage to be healed. What are we doing? What are we doing this next week for? Why are we having a cake auction? Why are people making a cake? Because we want to have the best cake and I want everybody to see how wonderful my cake is. It had, you've missed the point. We're hoping to raise a little money to have for our children to be able to be, go to a midwinter or something and be touched. We had two or three get the Holy Ghost in the midst of that. Wow. Say, so, well, I don't know. I don't need that. All right, come ahead. We'll stand there. They'll get stuck in the back. Come on, stand up. We're here. Go ahead, Brother David. Was there anything? Let's everybody stand. Thank you. If there was ever a mandate to touch God, no matter how old you are, touch God. Because that's the key. It's the only thing that will heal your affections. And I want to tell you something. There's a verse that says, set your affections on things. Oh, well, I love fill in the blank. Whatever it is that you love, you shouldn't love more than God. You shouldn't love more than the house of God. You shouldn't love more than the people of God. You say, well, I just, I kind of do my thing and I don't, you know, I don't want to be, by let me tell you something. Something will catch your heart and mind in this hour. Get you off track if you don't love him with all your heart all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, all your... Before long, you'll be caught by something that you shouldn't love. Paul called it a vile affection. 
This is why, Lord, wash my mind, wash my, my very soul, my heart, wash my will. <clears throat> In fact, let's just, uh, let's come. We're, we're, it's six o'clock. I'm going to get you there because I know some of y'all, the 49ers called you and others, the Chiefs called you and y'all are, y'all are loaded for bear. I get it. But I, I want to just take a moment and love him. All right. Can we do that? There are people that paid a lot of money to sit in a stand tonight to cheer on their team. And here we are and with the king of glory that we can go boldly before. Let's just, let's just raise our hands and let's talk to him for a moment. Lord.